Welcome to another episode of Married with Video Games. I'm your host, Matthew. I'm your host, Christina. And this week, Immortals, a gem of games. It's Immortals Phoenix Rising, everybody. It's really good. It is very good. Uh, you guys, uh, if you have not played it, please do. Is your I'm, phone ringing? Nah, it's buzzing. <laughs> it's buzzing. That's my watch going off. My watch is freaking loud. Yeah, that's okay. So, anyway, uh, we played Immortals Phoenix Rising. Like we said, it's fun. I was very surprised, actually. I watched the video for it, and I said, we're going to play this. Yeah, you were more sold on it than I was. You kept showing me things, and I just kept saying, it looks like Breath of the Wild. It looks like Breath of the Wild. And just- My response to her is... How is that a bad thing? I know, but it just, yeah. In my head, it's Breath of the Wild with Greek mythology. It really is. A lot more voice acting. Yeah. A lot more involved storytelling. Mm-hmm. A Breath of the Wild, you kind of had to hunt for story. This one kind of gave you the story as you played. Yeah, you follow the storyline. And you got a lot more fun side story and more Greek mythology the more you uh, play through it. Mm-hmm. Well, let me give you a quick review, uh, review, uh, <laughs> a quick summary of the game, and then we'll go over a couple reviews, and then we can just kind of break this game down for you guys. Damn straight. So this is right out of IGN. Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising is a storybook adventure about a forgotten hero on a quest to save the Greek gods. Embark on a journey to the Isle of the Blessed, which has been taken over by a dangerous mythological creatures. Typhon's the main big baddie. Yeah. You'd just find that out, like, Immediately. Opening, opening cinematics. <laughs> yeah. He's a big bad. Now, despite saying all that, the actual scores of the game, critics gave it a 76, users gave it a 7.9. So that's not bad. No, that's pretty standard. I mean, I looked at reviews before we bought it, and they were all like, it's pretty good. It's nothing super great. Uh, I thought it was a lot better than those scores. Now, I wouldn't say it was a perfect game. No. But I wouldn't have given it below an 80, in my opinion. I, I, you know, I'm a higher review than that. We'll do scores later. But uh, it, it was more deserving than I think they gave it credit for. Yeah, I agree with uh, Jake Baldino at Game Ranks. Oh, the Italian Stallion. We're- if you ever listen to this... Just let us know. We'd love to hear from you, Mr. <laughs> Italian Stallion. One You're day our I'll favorite. tag him in this, like I tagged him on Twitter when I said you call him the Italian Stallion. He, he is, he's my favorite. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know where that came from. Anyway, every time, every time he talks about Immortals Phoenix Rising, he's like, guys, it's such a good game. Don't sleep on this one. Like Everybody just like overwrote it, and it's so much better than like the trailers give it credit for. Yeah, Ubisoft uh, is a very predatory company but they did a really good job here you guys if you can ignore all the little sales stuff in the game it's all irrelevant it's all cosmetic you don't need any of this stuff Uh, we don't know what's in the season pass yet so it's not even worth buying the season pass just hold off play the actual story of the game it's really worth your time it is plus once you beat it then you can do a new game plus yeah and you get to skip the whole opening aisle which zelda does not let you do Oh but my there, gosh, I wish Zelda would let you. But it doesn't also uh, give you all this stuff if you do a new... There's no new game plus for Zelda. It's just a new game. Yes. 
Anyway, uh, let's read a couple reviews. Yes. So for the positive review, I went to Kotaku, <laughs> and here's what I grabbed. The best thing the game has you do amid all this sightseeing is solving puzzles. There are a lot of them scattered around the world. Some are just sitting behind a cliff or in the middle of a forest waiting to be solved. Others are hidden away in vaults of Tartarus, like the puzzle shrines found in Breath of the Wild. And like those of the Zelda games, the puzzles in these chambers are often the more elaborate and difficult. Which is very true, and we have thoughts on the vaults for later on. Yes, yes. Uh, the negative I grabbed from GameSpot, which they still gave it, you know, a seven, but this was the negative portion. It said, everything worth doing on the Golden Isle could not be more clearly visible, which takes away some of the wonder. Chests and vaults emit pillars of light immediately visible from far away. Collectibles are huge and shine distinctly. Odysseus challenges, which have you shoot an arrow through a series of hoops, cover so much ground they're hard to miss. If a torch chest or other part of the environment is part of a puzzle, chances are they'll be covered in a red glow with a lock icon above them. They may as well have a neon sign that says, solve me, over them. I can see the criticism. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just jump and say that it didn't bother me. No, it didn't bother me either. Because there was a different allure to Breath of the Wild where you stumble across certain things. But in Breath of the Wild, none of your stuff was permanent outside of the Master Sword and your armor sets. Yes. Your weapons, your shields, and their bows, they all broke. Mm-hmm. So discovering a new one was always fun and exciting because you're like, oh, I didn't know they'd have something like this. Mm-hmm. When you found a weapon trove just stuck stuck in a mountain, it was really exciting because you're like, oh my god, I need these so desperately. Whereas in Phoenix, they're just cosmetic upgrades most of the time. Yeah, you get different skins for everything. Yeah, so you, you will find new weapons. You'll find new swords, new axes, and new bows at different points in time. And they have slightly different abilities based on how much you level them up. And their uses are a little bit different. So based on your play style, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. So it's not really necessary to make everything super duper hidden in that way in this game because your stuff is permanent. Yes. That would be my only case against the negative. But I understand the criticism coming from Breath of the Wild going, when I'm walking around, nothing on my map is marked. Yes. You yeah. Just you're, you're, it's an unfolding mystery as you play, and I can see the differences in why people would like that and dislike that sense Fair. of style. That's just my. I just. I. Not to say his criticism was wrong. Everyone can have their own opinion about something. I just feel like in my, for this me, this entire podcast is just our opinions of games. Yes, but in my opinion, that criticism is a little unfounded because while they are very similar, the game is different. Most of the criticisms have basically said it's too much like Breath of the Wild and not necessarily always as good where it stumbles. Um, But where's my mouse? There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can again, I can see the points. I I understand uh, for me, more Breath of the Wild and improving on that formula is worth my time or trial and error and finding what works and doesn't work Mm -hmm. in that formula is very exciting for me. It's just going to make Breath of the Breath of the Wild two better, oh. in my opinion. People are gonna they're gonna take some ideas and implement something that works in other games that tried out the Breath of the Wild formula. For me, that's a win. Yes. The only other uh, negative thing that I saw in a lot of places, which I actually kind of agree with, 
talked about the wooden delivery of dialogue and then how everybody looked like they had like dead eyes even though everything else about them was so animated i wasn't a huge fan of like the character designs not so much of phoenix because you can pick you customize you customize phoenix we both did female phoenix so we're probably gonna say she a lot Mm -hmm. but like the gods i wasn't a fan of like the greek accents they felt too over the top to me uh it sounded yeah, I could. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah it was. I don't think there was any motion capturing in this game. No, I don't think so either. So that's kind of why it's it's a little unsettling going back to a non. Yes, yeah, it's unsettling. That's a better word. Non mocap because we're so used to games where they motion capture the faces and the expressions and this yeah. to match up with everything that the actor is doing. In this game, it didn't feel like that. It felt like a read off, and they tried to physically design the looks of the characters every once in a while the facial expression would fit the scenario yeah most of the time it it doesn't (laughs) the dialogue the game was going on a heavy humor yeah theme and some of it was really funny some of it just didn't hit the mark for me yes i was trying to ask you before how would you describe the humor in this game i think we came up and agreed with the fact that it's very quippy yeah, quick. It's quick witted. Quick witted. Quippy. Um, I don't know the term. Like, there's, there's got to be an actual term for this. It's not necessarily dry humor. It's not necessarily like toilet humor. Although there is a little bit of that. Um, it's so the main narration of this game is Zeus and Prometheus. Yeah, all of the gods have been um, taken out of themselves by Typhon, except for Zeus, who goes to talk to Prometheus. Because he wants help fighting Typhon from Prometheus. Yes. And Prometheus insists on telling him a story of how Typhon's going to be defeated by... By a human. By a human, which is Phoenix. Yes, and then you embark on that journey. Yeah, as Phoenix. So Phoenix, every character's voice acted, which is nice. Mm-hmm. They have their own characteristics. They have their own qualities. In fact, some of the funniest interactions for me are the gods talking to each other when you rescue them in the pantheon up at the top there. Yes. Listening They're, to them banter back and forth is pretty funny yeah their conversations made me laugh um every once in a while zeus and prometheus were funny but the humor as a whole was done through a lot of understanding some of the greek mythology Mm -hmm. you know it would be something silly like when they're talking about medusa and he goes something zeus might say would be like with hair like that i'd want to be turned to stone too or something you know dumb things dumb things like that would be a quick Quick-witted humor that right after Prometheus would tell part of the story, Zeus would chipe in with something ridiculous. Yes. Or uh, Prometheus would answer Zeus very sarcastically about something yes. Zeus would be being a hypocrite about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of the game is pointing out how Zeus is a hypocrite. Yeah, he realizes <laughs> that in the end. Yeah, so uh, you the, the opening area is similar to Breath of the Wild. The difference is this game has a level-up system. So you don't have all your abilities in the beginning, and you kind of pick what abilities you want to get outside of getting double jump and glide. Mm-hmm. Those are just given to you. Yeah, from the wings. From the wings. You get dialed, dialed, Didalos's wings. Didalos's wings. Kid Icarus, Icarus's wings. Yeah. Uh, you get those wings, and you can glide through the game, like Zelda with the... Um, not the sailcloth. It's a sailcloth. Is it the sailcloth? Sailcloth. Okay. And then... I thought that was uh, 
Wind Waker. Yeah. Similar a concept. Yeah. <laughs> and so you get you get his wings to glide around, and you can double jump in this game. I know it's so great. Mm-hmm. So those are the only two things you really have to have, other than your basic weapons that you collect: your sword, your axe. You get all this stuff kind of in the opening. Sword, axe, and bow, and then you get a helmet and armor, body armor. Yep. So those are the items you get in the game. Yes. All of that's given into you in the opening area. So when you do a new game plus, you don't really have to do it because you have all of those things already. Yes. There's an optional creature you can get in the game. I think it's optional is the actual phoenix bird flying around. I think it's you have to do the first part of it. The rest of the story for the bird you don't have to do. I think that's just optional storyline. Yeah, I guess it would be a side quest at that point. Yeah, so there's you have to rescue all the gods. You have to go to King's Peak and then you have to beat Typhon. Mm-hmm. That's the main storyline. Main storyline. You don't get to progress the story until you get on save all four gods, so that you have to do that. Yeah, it's not like Breath of the Wild where you could go take on Ganon immediately with three hearts and in your underwear. Yeah, right after the first area. <laughs> Technically, you can have four hearts if you want. I know. <laughs> Make it harder on yourself. Yep, yep. So, I, I don't know. Everything about that was... I tossed the wrong, wrong page down, so I don't even know where <laughs> we we're. We are at. not prepared for this. It's no. fine. It's been a, it's been it's our first first podcast of the new year. Second, uh, technically first because we did the 2020 roundup on like the 30th. <laughs> it's our first podcast of the new years, folks. I know we're coming up on our one year anniversary of oh podcasting. God. Have we hit it yet? No, it would be at the end of this month because we started uh, with uh, winters over there. Oh, yeah. We'll have to re-listen to those. Yeah. Uh, but this one in particular, I think we started in February. Yeah. Some more time in there. Yeah. Yeah. I did a Valentine's Day thing. Yeah. That's where we got this fancy microphone. Yeah. We don't celebrate Valentine's Day. We don't. You yeah. buy me random things where I'm like, we don't celebrate Valentine's Day. Okay. We're getting off yeah, <laughs> tangents. Yeah. So how did you feel about the story as a whole? I liked the story a lot. I was never huge into Greek mythology, like, growing up. Mm-hmm. But then we started dating, and you made me read all the Percy Jackson books. And then I read, like, the side Percy Jackson books, and you didn't. And I got really into those. So, like, I'm not over the top about Greek mythology, but I know enough that this was highly entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I could, you know, guess who was who or whatever you had to go after, which was kind of fun. Yeah, and, and you got... it's. It's fun because it gives you a little bit of fun. They make history a little bit of fun in there where they're talking about all the Greek mythology in there. Mm -hmm. It makes that stuff fun. Yes. Because you get to learn about them in a quippy, fun way, like they're all still around in some way or another. So that was enjoyable. Weapons in the game, like we said, is a sword, a bow, and an axe. The bow is not really useful until way later on, unless you're doing puzzles, in my opinion. The one thing I really liked about the bow, and this is part of the level up tree, was that you don't have to find arrows, which are very hard to find in Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. They just regenerate. Yeah. they Like, just they have a reload time, and then you can level up how many arrows you basically have in your quiver, quote-unquote. Yeah, so you could run out slower if you use arrows more often. Yes. Your sword is for quick attacks. Your axe is for heavier stunning the enemies. Stunning the enemies becomes an essential mechanic Ooh, yes. later on. Uh, you also get godly powers, and you can select which ones you want or don't want. Now, mind you, you need some of the godly powers to solve certain puzzles. 
Yeah, if you go into a vault of Tartarus and you don't have the correct godly power, it will tell you that you can't, com- you either can't complete it or you can't get the chest that's in the vault. And half the reason for going into these vaults is to get the treasure chests out of them. Yes. That, and that's where you get Zeus's lightning, and which is leveling up your stamina. Speaking of all this leveling up stuff. Yes. One of the things I... I liked and I didn't like is there's just too many things to different things to level up your stuff. So much. So you need Ambrosia for health. You need Zeus's lightning. And then there is yellow gems, blue gems, purple gems, red gems. All with different rarities. Coins of Charon. Coins of Charon. And then Amber for potion upgrades. And yep. then collecting the different things to create potions so potions are how you heal recover stamina yeah the, f- the uh, flower petals the, the yellow flowers yellow were flowers. for defense and the purple were for offensive abilities <laughs> the figgy puddings as you call they're they're called figs i call them figgy puddings <laughs> then the blue mushrooms for stamina it was over christmas when we were playing i know this. and the pomegranates for health yes so there's different there's so many items to collect. So I understand the purpose of it. It was too much. I wish there was a more universal thing and you chose what you wanted to spend it on at the time. I think if they had done like two different kinds of gems rather than the four or like use the yellow shards for both leveling up the potions and your quiver. To Eliminating also, at least one yeah. thing would be nice. I understand that the different things go for different stuff. It's not hard to come by a lot a lot of these things. The coins of Chiron are from all the puzzles in the world. Yes. There's many different puzzles. So many puzzles. Um, they're fun, actually. Uh, there were the constellation challenges, which is several small challenges to collect orbs and make a constellation. Make a constellation that's on a thing in the distance. The bow shooting one, one of your abilities with your bow is to shoot your arrow and guide it. You can move. You can move the arrow around yourself faster or slower, so you can make tight corners, that kind of stuff. And you go through rings, and you light them, and then you light a torch at the end, and it gives you coins. There's foot races, where you have to make it somewhere in a certain amount of time. The liar challenges, or whatever. Liar challenges, where you have to find the different liar songs, and then shoot the liar. We we cheated. We cheated those. We found like one mini one, and I'm like, I'm never gonna remember that. And then we found the big one, and you said, I'll just look up what all of them are and so that's what we did for every area yeah otherwise you'd have to go find all the liars remember the pattern and then go back to the big one and shoot it wouldn't be that hard we just are lazy when it comes to some of that kind of stuff and when we first started playing this game because it came out right before cyberpunk like Mm -hmm. i played for two days and then cyberpunk came out and i thought i would never play this game again but then cyberpunk had all its issues so we went back to phoenix yep and there, it was so hard to find like anything online for the first like two and a half weeks that the game was yeah, I mean, out. There was nothing on this game. There was absolutely nothing. Like no forums had like particular puzzles. It was so hard <laughs> to find any kind of help online. It was, it was, I've never dealt with that before, except for like when the N64 was out and we were still on dial up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the things I did really like about this game, I actually liked the puzzles. I thought they were enjoyable for the most part. Now, the puzzles inside the vaults yep. were hit or miss for me. Yeah, I did some not vaults, like the vaults. Some of them I liked. I liked the combat ones. Combat ones were fine. Oh, yeah. I liked 
some of the ones where you had to like set boxes on weights, I actually never minded those ones. No. Sometimes they got a little more overly complicated or annoying. The ones where you have time limits to get from point A to point B drove me nuts. What was the one with like the appearing serpent heads where you had to like jump, jump up them to oh, get to the that chest? Took me Fifty tries. Oh, you my. actually you gave up on that one initially, and then I went and got and it, and then you went back that night and got it. You uh, don't you don't give up? <laughs> no, it takes no. I actually did give up on one. There's one vault. Oh, yes. It takes you forever to get to. It's much later in the game, but you have to find a way to climb up a cliff that drains your stamina. So you have to float over there from a really long way to get up on there. It's a long way away, but the challenge in that vault was so much that I said, forget it. I'm done. I don't care. You win game. Yeah. <laughs> you, you beat me. Yeah. So uh, we both beat the game, actually. This is the first game where we've played where I have actually wanted to finish the game myself after you beat it. I was impressed that you actually wanted to. I thought you'd be like, okay, you beat it, we're done. But you were not... You were actually ahead of me for a while, and then I powered through. Yeah, so I actually did more of the overall game. Like, I collected yes. more items than you, but you played and did the story much faster than me. I mean, we still, I think my game, I sunk, like, just over 30 hours into, and you sank just under 30 hours. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, we played, like, 65 hours. Yeah, we played a lot of Phoenix. And it, <laughs> I was never really bored watching. And, you know, we, someone else would be, because if we, it's a part we already played. We got to read or do something and just mm -hmm. enjoy, enjoy the game in the background. It's actually something that's just enjoyable to have on, almost like a TV show in the background. Yeah, there were a couple afternoons, because you work on Sundays, where I just, I sat on the couch for several hours and just explored. Yeah. I don't normally play without you. And, yeah, yeah, it was just enjoyable. Yeah. So the breath the weapons don't break. Yeah. So it's nice that way. Combat was hard at first. How did you feel about the combat of the game? I liked it. I am very much a button masher when it comes to combat. So this is I mean it's a little more complicated than that, but a lot of it is dodging and then button mashing. I was surprised, um, once I got about, like, eight hours in that I got the hang of it because, like, the different combos for the different moves, it's a lot of buttons and a lot of remembering things. Like, when you get things in any of the Spider-Man games and it's, like, L1, R1, L2, R3, I'm like, I'm not going to remember how to do that. <laughs> the thing that I... I think I was frustrated with you at first when you first Oh, I was so bad. <laughs> The buttons are a little different. They're different than the Switch, obviously. Yep. So when you have to learn to fly, it's actually not holding the X button down like it is in Zelda. Yeah. It's jumping and you have to hit circle. Yep. I kept hitting X because that's the jump button in Zelda. Yeah. You were, by the time, like, I hit two hours the first night we played, you were done with me. <laughs> I was like, you were done. I was like, I can't watch you make the same mistake for the hundredth time this evening. Because I was, I was really bad for like the first half an hour and then I got the hang of it. And then for the first two weeks of playing this game, once I would hit like the two hour mark, I would just lose hitting the correct buttons. I did the same thing. After yeah. a while, you kind of just, you're like, oh, I'm hitting the wrong button yep. again. That happens after a while playing. Yes. It took you longer than I thought to get used to it because you got used to Zelda so fast. But there are a lot. But there's a lot more buttons in this game. So many more. There's buttons. a lot more involved in this game, especially when you have to remember how to do the combos. Eventually, you get a pseudo triple jump with the godly powers. That one took me so long. I'm still not good at it. I got pretty good with that. You one. got really good at that one. 
Uh, and then, like, we, we talked about leveling up and the godly powers. You actually can increase the godly powers. One of the things I liked, but also didn't like, is you were way too overpowered at the end of the game. We yeah, were we played on normal. And by the end of the game, we could I could one-stun anybody but the final boss. Yes. My godly powers were so powerful that they stunned anybody on the single charge-up, which took less than a second because we got armor that makes it... Yes. <laughs> Your godly powers charge up in 100% faster of the time after a while. Yep. So I could literally charge it up and stun the entire area around me very quickly. So you get really overpowered, but you are, um, there's a reason kind of story-wise that you become so powerful. So at least it kind of makes sense in that way. Yeah. I still enjoyed it. I still really liked the combat. I thought it was fun, even when you felt overpowered. I liked... When I started to feel powerful, but not as over... At the end of the game, it was I was using the same move the entire time. The the spears from the ground, Ares' yeah, Wrath, that, I think. Was it, why did I think it was Poseidon? Because of the it, trident? Yeah, I don't know what it is. But you shoot a <laughs> bunch of... You pull up a bunch of spears from the ground, and it does massive stun damage. Oh, I'm just going to... Godly powers, Phoenix. You guys can all hear me typing. <laughs> um. uh, there was the hammer, which that might have been Ares' Wrath. No, that was, uh, crap. Whoa, hold on. <laughs> oh, no, she, she, see, once she gets it fixated, she's got to look them up. Uh, hold on. We're going to, we're going to pause this until I, <laughs> you guys don't want to listen to me search for this. All right, go ahead. Okay, so it's Hephaestus's hammer, Ares' wrath, and Athena's dash. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's the Ares Wrath that gets way overpowered. Because you can shoot a whole wide area very quickly and stun everybody around you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought the gameplay was fun and inviting. Yes. Graphics were gorgeous. Yes. This The one thing about this game that makes me wish the Switch was more powerful is the graphics. Because Zelda was beautiful. Yes. This game was absolutely gorgeous Mm -hmm. it's in the same vein as breath of the wild but for me it's just what the ps5 can do and makes me wish that the if they come out with a number a next switch that they up the capability and make it even more even more beautiful i really that's what i want so bad because it was so pretty maybe we'll get that with the new pokemon snap that comes out in march i'm so excited for that (laughs) game but uh just I and there's sometimes where I just sit and look at the night sky and watch a comet fly by and just like oh this game is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. The lighting was cool. The colors were you know they were nice and bright and vibrant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was everything just was very inviting. You'd see something in the distance, you're like oh I need to go there. Yes. Ooh, I need to. We go had there. all our nicknames for all the fun things. Got distracted. Oh yeah, the fresco challenge. I call them mocha frescas. <laughs> the fresco challenges. Mocha frescas. <laughs> well, we called them frescas at first, and then they're then frescos. You went to mocha frescas for some reason. Uh-huh. I still don't understand how you could solve any of those, but I was never good at uh, any of those little handheld games with all the different squares, and you had to make the pictures. pictures. No, I can't do those. I was very. There are only four in these ones. It does take a hot second, but I was able to solve but it's all got of the, them. The blocked corners. That's what throws me. I can't. Mm-mm. Nope. Every time I came up to one, I just handed the controller to you. Uh, Overall, though, outside of those, how do you feel about the puzzles? Puzzles were a lot of fun. Um, I 
this is another point further down. I liked the puzzles in the wider world. I liked the arrow challenges the best. The music was so good in the air in the arrow challenges. Yeah, that was my favorite music. A music tangent here. Whenever you picked up Ambrosia, the music exploded like you just it got like so intense. I'm like, is there something about to attack me? Yeah, I feel like I just saved the entire universe after yes. finding Ambrosia. There's just the oh uh-huh, in there like and like the, the chorus. Yeah, and the thundering, you know, the bass in the background's thundering. I wasn't a fan of the puzzles in the vaults of Tartarus because if they if it was there's a rating scale. It's one to three, and I think it's what's his face's head. Yeah, Typhon's, Typhon's head. head. So one, they're very easy, very straightforward. Two, could be they're relatively harder. Sometimes they were a little tricky, and then three was just no. I hated them so much. With the exception of the arena ones, which was just rehashing the boss little mini bosses you had to fight. The yes, ra- the wraiths. The wraiths. Ugh, I'm yeah. still thinking of the chick with the bow. Atlanta. At Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta yes. was ridiculous. Yes. So in every new area, you would get hunted by a wraith of a champion, and then you would have to fight them in their lair. The champions are corrupted uh, heroes, Greek Greek heroes. So yes. Achilles was one of them. Odysseus. Yes. Heracles and, and Atlanta. They were wild. Yes. They were better inside the fight. They were so much easier. When they appear in the wild, they're really hard to fight. So hard, yeah. Like you said, some of the challenges were more annoying than others. The running ones weren't the best. I liked the arrow ones. Uh, I liked the constellation challenges, but by the end, I was ready for to be done with them. Perfect. Yep. Agreed. 100%. I loved them at the beginning, and then halfway through... I was like, okay, this is this is a lot. And then by the end, I'm like, oh, it's another constellation challenge. Finding the blue and red crystals was really easy. Finding the purple was really purple hard. Purple was really hard. And then yellow, yellow was, was kind of in the middle. You didn't really need it after a while. Once you had 10 or 12 more, 12 potions, the upgrades were nominal. And yeah. once you had like 8 or 10 arrows, you were never using that many arrows. Yes. Yeah. Because they refilled. It didn't matter. It's not like you had to find them. So it's not like you needed them to find arrows in the world for a bigger quiver. So it really, realistically, it didn't really matter. So the yellow was nice when you had enough for something, but it wasn't, didn't feel like I absolutely had to have it. Yes. Uh, Like I said, I actually liked the feeling of the leveling up. I did not like that the whole world leveled up with you. Okay, that's a comment that I have farther down because we talked about that. Because we spent a lot of time in the first area. Before we went to, you, you save Aphrodite, and then you go to a new. Where you can you from can pick there. one of the three uh, three areas you can go to after that. But we spent a lot of time in Aphrodite's area and realized after the fact that the entire world levels up with you. It's not like okay, this is the beginning area, mm-hmm. and then now we're going to be powered up enough to take on the next area that shouldn't be as bad, and it's. Still just as bad because they level up with you. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, we didn't like that. <laughs> no. I mean, once you got, once you had rescued, like, at least two of the gods and you were on to the third, it wasn't as bad. But at the beginning, it's very noticeable and very frustrating. Like, we hated the Minotaurs for the longest time. They're awful. The Minotaurs and the Cerberuses were awful. 
Yeah, I didn't mind the Cerberuses. I didn't like those. At I didn't all. like the multi-armed dudes, and I think my least favorite were the automatons. Automatons were awful. I actually, in the beginning of the game, hated bears, and then bears got really easy. Yes, they're easier to dodge. Than you the also other hated the roosters. That's because they're like. Yeah, that is straight and out they, of Zelda. Like ten of them bum rush you at the same time. Yes, it's straight out of Zelda. Uh. Slight off tangent here, but we already talked about it. The shrines in in Zelda were much more enjoyable as a whole for me. They were more consistent with their puzzles, I feel like. It was, like, if they were hard, it was hard, but it wasn't frustrating like some of these were. You had all the tools to beat any one of those shrines off the get-go. Yeah, that's true. Where you didn't have that. With the vaults, you had to level up to access more of the vaults. Yes, and once we got the one thing with phosphor, with making the uh, stone double of yourself to weigh things down, things got so much easier. Oh yeah, you can make a clone of yourself that enemies would attack. Yes, but the real, real purpose of it was just to make puzzles super easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really good. So uh, it says here you didn't like all those cutscenes. Was it just for the final boss or just... Just for the final boss. There was a lot. There were a lot. So not to get too spoilery, but you take on Typhon at the very end and all the gods that you rescued help you. So you, when you get him down a certain amount, basically once you finally stun him, then there's a cutscene of one of the gods coming to help you. And then it takes you back into the combat until you get him down to a certain point. And then there's another cutscene with a different god. I always, like, I wonder if, like, you tried to go to the volcano first, what would happen? You cannot get to it because it's got the uh, stamina sapping stuff. Oh, I did not know yes. that. So it prevents you from even getting there it until does. you get all the gods. Yes. Oh, you looked that up, didn't you? I, it was in one of the things I was reading, yes. Oh, well, that's, see, that, I kind of like the idea of Zelda where it's just like, go beat the boss if you want to. You could. Good luck. Mm-hmm. One thing I do want to say, I thought I wrote it down. I don't know where it went. Mm-hmm. It's not on here. One of the things I did really like was that in this game, if you were climbing something and you were running low on stamina, you could just click the button to take a stamina potion and refill. Rather whereas than having to in open the Zelda, menu, you had to open up the menu and eat something. Yes. You could. It just took a lot it longer. It took so much longer. And like if you were gliding somewhere, you really couldn't do that. But in this one, you could just click the button and it and would drink refill the and keep going. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, one of the achievements is to fly over a thousand meters in one go. Yes, it's called the floor is lava. Uh, we also <laughs> talked about <laughs> you just caught that. <laughs> we also talked about um, there's load times uh, going into and leaving the vaults of They're Tartarus. Short though. They're very short, but when you leave them the blue shards fly at you. Oh, yeah. And there's two Macs that we could get on the PlayStation 5, but you asked at one point, like, I wonder how many you can get if you're on, like, a PS4. Yeah, because I th- it's the load menu, so you're yeah. collecting coins. They're helping you pass time by collecting little blue fly things. We can you only can- get two. You can only get two. One time, there was three. three. Yep. And it took a light, slightly longer to load. That's the longest I've seen it take. But even then, that's, like, what... Eight seconds to get in and out of the vaults, I think. Maybe ten. Maybe. Maybe. It was quick. It was, again, it wasn't the lightning fast the PlayStation 5 promised, but it's quick load times. It was not like miles where you're suddenly just... We fast traveled a lot in this game, and fast traveling was smooth and quick. Yes. Um, 
But the open map was open. You can go anywhere without any loading, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Other than if you hit a cutscene or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, what'd you think? Overall, what would you give this game? I would give it an eight. Okay. Yeah. So you're just above what the everybody else said. Like, I kind of want to say like an 8.25. Like, it's not quite an eight and a half for me. Okay. I didn't get as burned out on this as I did, like, with Subnautica, where, like, we were super into it, and then we played it so much that we, like, stopped for several weeks. Mm-hmm. We stopped a couple nights for Phoenix, just because we did play a lot. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd say, like, 8.25. Okay. I am a... You giving me all this guff? I know. <laughs> I, I'm I'm I am at the eight five point with it. Okay. It was it was a lot better than people made it to be. Uh, it didn't break the mold, but it did improve on it in a lot of ways for Zelda for me, while also introducing a new way to play that genre at the same time. I think I would have liked it a lot more, and we you know said this earlier with all the different leveling ups and the different resources you had to get to do that. If it was like this is the first game that I've really played that has kind of like a quote-unquote skill tree mm-hmm. for me. Like, that's big for me. I'm used to just Zelda where you get something in a dungeon and go. But I think if they had combined resources and made that a little less... I don't want to say convoluted because it was straightforward, but it was just difficult. What if Zelda allowed you to use two different weapons at once? So, like, I could do a light and a heavy weapon like this game. That'd How be, would you, That'd be legit. Because we, I, the one thing that drove me nuts about Zelda is I had to constantly switch between my swords that I was using. Yeah, you liked two-handed um, weapons in Zelda, and I only liked the one-handed. Yeah, but they were different for different scenarios, yes. though, too, because you could stun the big guys with yep. them and then switch to the little swords when well, you those want. giant royal ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's really good weapons, but imagine being able to just instantaneously swing... Yeah. One of those weapons. For me, that would have been a huge boost in Zelda. For sure. Even if the weapons break, it's nice to know that. And me personally, I would like it. I think I'd like it if you got a single set of like weapons that you could level up the way you wanted them to. In Zelda? Yes. This turned into a conversation about Zelda. I know. I'm just thinking <laughs> about ways that I would improve Zelda based off Phoenix. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I like the idea. Like, I didn't mind weapon breaking. It didn't feel bad after you got used to it, but it's still not my favorite mechanic. No. Anyway, uh, we're off on a little tangent here. I- I'd still say give it an 8.5. It did enough for me that I really enjoyed the game. I thought the voice acting was good. Like she said, it wasn't the best in the world, but truly they did a great job. I mean, everybody complained about the voice acting in Breath of the Wild, too, and I didn't think that was that bad. No. Man, we're popular. Sorry, took a phone call. <laughs> we are just, we are having a podcast this night, folks. Oh my gosh, I'm waiting for the dog to start squeaking a squeak toy. Dude, we, we've had multiple texts, phone calls. We're usually dead when we're doing these podcasts. There's no no one, one likes us. I know. Why do people <laughs> like us all of a sudden? At least you guys like us, we think. We think. Maybe you just, maybe you guys are all just masochists. Yeah. And oh really God, just like to torture. podcast is so bad, I gotta keep listening. <laughs> Like why I watched Once Upon a Time for so long. It was hate watching. <laughs> oh, seriously, you must have hate watched that show. I, what did I give it? Three episodes. You gave up. I think after three, I watched. How many seasons did you watch? I watched. I want to say I gave up like halfway through, like four. Truly, I I was seriously I was uh, 
<laughs> you were Abed in this situation, and I was the other guy. What's Troy? His, not Troy. No, I was Jeff. The, Jeff. I was Jeff Winger. Was that's that show's gonna be over uh, right away? And Six seasons in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I was like, "There's no way no, this goes past the season." The only time it got good was when the the Peter Pan twist. But again, we're off on yet another tangent. Guys, <laughs> please. Talk we're on to Twitter. Us. At gaming marriage, this co- this quarantine is making us crazy. <laughs> We're just insane. Uh, gamingmarriage at gmail.com. Email us, uh, please. We uh, we need someone to talk to. Please talk. Other to th- us. other than each other. And other- all these phone calls we've taken. I know. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll uh, we'll catch you soon. All right. Bye. <laughs>